Welcome to What to Drink Podcast, where we pair anything and everything with your host, Connor Taylor, and producer, Bobby Deason. Bobby, were you a Hot Pocket fan growing up? I feel like you were. I lived on Hot Pockets and ramen noodles. Yeah. For a minute. Yeah. How about you? The old crispy, crusty, tender, flaky crust. Yes. Those are, that was the soul, the soul food for me. And then, and then it went from Hot Pockets to Lean Pockets because they had this broccoli, turkey, cheddar. You know what I found? Yeah, I love I love those. And I, it turns out I just ate four of them instead of one pepperoni Hot Pocket. So the, the, the Lean Pockets were not good for my health. I don't know about you guys. But it's time to step up our game, kind of like we did recently with a charcuterie board. We went from Lunchables to a proper charcuterie board. And this week... We want to take up our Hot Pocket game a little bit because, you know, it's funny. It's nice. Most culinary cultures have some version of meat in a pocket, right? Our Italian friends have uh, the calzone, right? Kind of. I guess it's more pizza in a pocket. But there's, um, you know, there's some sort of meat in a pocket. And I'm really excited today because we have an Argentinian winemaker with us, Jose, who I just met now moments ago. Um, he is with us today, and I just assumed, <laughs> I don't know why I did this, but I just sent over when I was, we were chatting, and I said, do you know anything about empanadas? And I don't, you know, I just was hoping he he did, and he says he's the empanada expert. Did you say that? You said it with your eyes, did you, Jose? <laughs> but he's got a lot of things not, to share with us. <laughs> yeah, not not so much as an expert, but uh, yes, I've, I have... I've had my first share of uh, empanadas. Perfect, perfect. And I got some <laughs> some tips and uh, and tricks to, to to tell you about regarding empanadas. Beautiful, <laughs> and he also knows a thing or two about winemaking as well, because he is the head winemaker for Susanna Balbo, and we're drinking today Susanna Balbo signature Malbec. So that is what to drink this week with beef empanada. So Jose Balbo, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Great, great. Thank you for, for having me here. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you, Connor. And we've got your wine to taste as well. And Tiffany Michael from Folio is with us here. Tiffany, how's it going? Oh, amazing. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I've, uh, you... I've scalded my mouth on uh, Hot Pockets mm. quite a few times myself. Yeah. Maybe yeah, Jose can help us with uh, the trick on the perfect pastry crunch with you know, the perfect inside temperature without completely destroying ourselves. Think about how much pal- uh, better our palates would be today if we had not burned our tongues so much growing up on Hot Pockets or pizza rolls. Are Hot Pockets still a thing? I don't know. And I'm, and this is a silly question, but do they have Hot Pockets in Argentina? Are you guys... <laughs> who, who? No, no, they don't. They, they would... <laughs> They would not survive. Not going to fly there, huh? Our, exactly. It's not going to fly because uh, our hot pockets are the empanadas. <laughs> I, and I'd like to ask you guys, what's the difference between an empanada and a hot pocket? I, I don't really know. Is it that the hot pocket is uh, industrialized or is it? does it come from a factory? It yes. definitely comes from the biggest factory in the United States of America, probably. <laughs> it's, <laughs> and I would say they're, they're more of an Italian flair or feel, you know, than the original was at least like a pepperoni pizza. It's almost like a rectangular calzone. Right, right. And a small one, right? Yeah, it's Fits about, in your pocket. Sounds like the size of an yeah. iPhone. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, that would, that would do terrible here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's well, a good I thing. Take a, I had to take a deep dive on this, a semi-deep dive. Hot Pockets were founded by Chef America Incorporated. <laughs> wow. So there you have it. I will say I went to yeah. University of Georgia and they would always try to um, zhuzh up the menu, you know, for the parents to see, like the menu of the in the cafeteria. And so they were called pepperoni panzerotis is what they called Hot Pockets. But they were hot pockets. But you know, just it's all about word. It's all about marketing. It's all about wording. So it can be, it can be whatever you want it to be. I guess. Well, uh, great. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about uh, this pairing. And tell me first, though, a little bit about. I want to get some bio questions in a minute. But what's a little? Give me your experience with empanadas. Do you, you guys have like a family recipe, or how does it go? Yeah. So, so empanadas is. Uh, the non-industrialized version of your hot pocket where, um, yeah. And the, and the, the, the great thing about uh, empanadas here in Argentina is that every province, you know, we have states, uh, we have provinces instead of states, every province has sort of its own uh, recipe for the filling. Uh, so you can tell where you're, where you're at in Argentina and what province in Argentina you're, you're at by the flavor of empanada that you're eating, you know? And uh, yes, there's, there's many uh, differences within each province. But for example, I was born in the, in the northern province of Salta. This is uh, way up north uh, in the mountains, uh, completely different climates. And uh, over there, the, the pastry is... Uh, it's not flaky. It's just uh, doughy. It's more doughy, and uh, and the and the filling always has the the, the meat kind of be ground. It has to be uh, cut with uh, with a knife in in little squares. So chunky. That's like a yeah. It's so it's not ground. It's not processed. It has to be nice. cut into little diced. Yeah, right. exactly. It has to be diced, and then. It generally has uh, diced potatoes, but the potatoes are boiled, previously boiled in a way that they cannot be uh, mushy. They have to be like al dente. They have to be, they have to have some, they have to be cooked, but they have to have some firm, some some firmness. Exactly. And then you don't use onions, you use uh, chives or I guess spring onions or, you know, the, the ones that have the, the green part. Yeah. The green, the, yeah. Little green onions, chives. That's what people do on the, uh, up in the North. And, uh, and they're almost always, well, the good, the really good ones, they're fried in, in lard, in pig lard specifically, Ooh. pig lard, uh, which weirdly makes them drier. It's like a dry, uh, fry okay because it's i guess it's higher temp- temperature or whatnot and then we're here in mendoza where i live it, the the empanada is completely different the 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 dough is usually flaky you know it's like the it's not phyllo but it's something in between kind of like a puff pastry perhaps yeah exactly so sort of it's like puff pa- pastry and the uh, the meat is always ground, and there's a lot of uh, regular onion, like sautéed onion, 
into the mix of the ground beef. And, and a lot of people put olives on them, which is a big no-no up north. <laughs> <laughs> so, and yeah, and yeah, and in between, you know, in, in other places, you, you have all the... So those are like the general regional guidelines and then everybody has their twist some some people do them in the, the clay oven others in regular ovens uh but it's very rare to to have them deep fried in in pig lard like in the north here here in mendoza and so you're from salta which do you prefer which oh, style that's, that's a tough question <laughs> uh you know i have all my my childhood i grew up in in the in in the eating the salta version so for me i have a big no nostalgia uh when when i eat those uh but any of them can be terribly executed or they can be <laughs> wonderfully executed <laughs> executed yeah so that's good foreshadowing uh, for when me and bobby try to make our own version uh that's probably going to be the terrible execution one because <laughs> i don't know if we told you this but we're going to make your recipe for it we're going to try to at least we're, oh, okay. Okay. We're going to the store yeah. right after this call. I'm not kidding, and I'm going to buy <laughs> the ingredients you tell me to do, and whichever one you think would pair best with your Malbec. Mm -hmm. So there's always this fat component, and there's always the the meat being the the main driver of the filling uh, in both or in in most of them, unless they are you know ham and cheese versions or or whatever else, but. So the, the Mendoza one has uh, butter and the Salta one uses a little bit of that uh, pig lard that you used to fry it with. So they both have this, this, this uh, fatty uh, component, which is very savory. So what I was, where I was going with this was that with Malbec, you know, and, and, the, and this meaty filling, I think Malbec is a great uh, combination for for empana for meat empanadas in general, because at least our style in Malbec, it's, it's, it has very nice tannin texture, uh, a lot of depth, and uh, and and this tannin cuts through the the fat component of, of these fillings. So you eat a bite, you take a sip, you eat a bite, you take a sip, and it's uh, it, it's not over it's not overwhelming. You know you can. You can progress through the empanada <laughs> in a in a very nice way because yeah. you're cutting through the the fat with the with the tannins. And I swear, uh, in this particular this particular style, the the Sanoval Malbec is it has a, a lot of tannin component, but it's very nicely integrated, very smooth, very silky. So it's very nice on its own. But as soon as you start eating something meaty, you you're still feeling that tannin presence a little bit more and uh it pairs just wonderfully and i swear we'll get to some bio questions but i want to talk about that tannin and and fat pairing real quick because i know that you are you know you've heard that well fat will kind of coat your tongue and that interplay between the tannins has changed can you talk about that a little bit like what why why does that work so well so tannins the, the the molecular component of tannin binds to fat really well. So what the tannin is doing is just binding to the fat and and getting away from breaking that 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 coating that forms. So you you're relieving your 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 taste buds and your palate again. You're sort of resetting it 
for the next uh, bite. So you can, so you can experience uh, a, a little more. You don't get overwhelmed by by that coating of fat that generates uh, that is generated. It's a beautiful it's constantly thing. being broken down. Yeah, it's a beautiful, in a thing. beautiful way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Well, that's like for for a lot of our American listeners. That's why steak and cabernet work really well, right? Because the tannins. The big tannins and cabernet sometimes aren't ready for, and same with Malbec, sometimes take a little while to, you know, that's why they, they cellar well because they, they preserve. Uh, but if you wanted to open something earlier, say that would be in the cellar, you could cut it with a nice, with, with fat and meat. And then that's a good, it's a perfect, it tones down the tannin a little bit. It's a nice, really nice interplay, right? Exactly. Well, so let me so let me finally ask you a little bit about yourself. <laughs> I've just been talking empanadas, <laughs> which might be the new name of our podcast, Talking Nadas, talk, Talking Empanadas, because I could do this. I feel like for several episodes. But was there a moment? So you're you're the head winemaker for Susanna Balboan. That's your mother, right? And by the way, if we haven't said it yet, your mother is a badass, and we're uh, <laughs> and you also are a badass. What was the aha moment that you realized that, hey, this wine thing, this is my thing. This is what I want to do. Ah, so, uh, you know, my, my story with wine, my existence has always been intertwined with, with wine and the wine world. Uh, I come from a, from a winemaking family. I'm a third generation winemaker. And my mother is the first female winemaker to get a degree and, and work professionally in the in the industry, the Argentine wine industry, you know, she as you can imagine, she raised us among tanks and uh, going into the winery, and we were. And uh, by the time I had to decide what to what to study, my, my mother and my family always gave us uh, a lot of freedom to, to my sister and myself uh, to to do whatever she. They, they never influenced us into or, or sort of coaxed us into doing this to continue the family legacy or whatnot. So I started uh, testing other things. So what I, what I did is every um, professional, the doctor, lawyer, any, any uncle that, that had a profession that would interest me, I would ask him to... If, if I could shadow him and, and, and see what he did in, in his day to day. So I shadowed them for a while and, um, and I realized that what they did, or at least my impression was in that brief shadowing time, my impression was that they only did one thing. And, and I was, and, and I saw my, my mom, my mom and, and, and the people that were with her that their day to day, her her day to day was um, was much more diverse. You know, one time you were in among tanks, and another time you're doing like sciencey stuff in the, at the lab. Another time you were she she was traveling and and, and presenting the wines. That was the 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 big aha moment for me. I was. Yeah. Yeah, you get to wear a lot of a lot of hats, right? A lot of different hats. You get to be yeah. a farmer and a scientist, and you get to exactly. be on podcasts about empanadas too, which is that's exactly. a that's a plus, right? That's a plus. <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. Well, going back to our empanada real quick, I want to talk about puff pastry real quick or the dough. And so, for the one that Bobby and I are going to make, and um, Tiffany, if you want in, let me know. Um, we could just get a just a regular puff pastry straight up, right? 
the the cool thing here in Argentina, I don't I don't know if you can get that in the states, maybe not. So you you can you can get pastry that's already cut into small circles, the perfect size for an empanada. Right. I think it's more common in the in the U.S. to have the the bigger size pastry circles for doing uh, quiches mm-hmm. and and things like that. But here it's very common to to go to the store and just buy the the small circles for for empanadas. For empanadas. Yeah, I think what, and, but if you don't have that, you can have a, you can do you can buy the the regular store bought dough mm-hmm. and just cut and, circles and use and cut circles with a with a cup with a breakfast. We got We'll use the bottom of this the wine bottle here to keep it <laughs> keep oh, it on brand, exactly. right? Got to keep it on brand. That works. <laughs> that works too. So can I ask you a little bit more about this, about your Susanna uh, Balbo's signature Malbec and how is it different than, let's say, let's say you're out at a wine bar and you've got three Malbecs on the list. Uh, why is yours different and why does it pair better with empanadas? In our style, we've been, we've been over the last 10 years, I'd say, we've been veering towards a, a naturally fresher style of Malbec. So it's a style that not only has the, the depth of flavor and the richness, but it also has a, a, a linear backbone of acidity that allows that 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 makes the that gives the wine more depth and uh, stays silky, but but it's a little more linear than what it used to be. I was gonna say I just took a sip and it's very juicy, and you got a lot of really yes. good red fruits. Uh, especially too, exactly. which is which is really great because you know some Malbec is a l- really black fruited and blue fruited, uh, but this has both exactly. and a lot of really good red fruits. Exactly. So by, by that that acidic backbone gives you exactly that gives you more juiciness because you still have depth of flavor, but when you complement with with more natural acidity, you get this this juicy sensation, this very savory sensation. The wine flows through. And it doesn't just roams in in, in the mid palate, uh, and that's something that you can achieve by going to the higher elevation sites and uh, and and getting getting fruit for from places that that have a lot of exposure of sun exposure. We have a, w- w- this is a very dry climate, so we have lots of sunshine during the growing season. Uh, but at the same time, you have very cool and fresh winds uh, coming from the vicinity of the frontal cordillera, which is the main uh, mountain range that is very close. That keeps things very cool, and the and the rate of ripeness it's slow and steady, while it's it's very hot in terms of of radiation. So by having this combination, this clash of of warm through radiation and coolness through wind and proximity to the mountains and high elevations you have this combination of a wine that is very well ripened which translates into smooth tannins but at the same time it flows and 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 preserves this this acidic backbone which makes it very palatable and very easy to drink it really is delicious really really well done we got to bake these empanadas real quick so how is there? So we've got it all assembled, and we're going to fill our empanada either in the Salta style or the Mendoza style, whatever we're feeling. And then we we just roll the suckers up and do the fork trick, right? Is that what we do? To and then how? Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, no. 
no, no, that's terrible. That will get you deported. That will get you deported if you're here. <laughs> or in or jail. I don't, I don't know. No, no. Or jail. Be... <laughs> so how do we, how do we close oh, people them? People will just mug you probably and be like, oh, yeah, this guy's come from, yeah. Uh, no, no, that's a big no-no. Uh, I was kidding do, about that. I was, I, was, I, was so, I was clearly a joke, right, guys? Right. So, so how do we close these suckers? What do we do? So, so you got to do the role. The, 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 you know, I, I know this is a podcast, but if you were seeing my my video right now, you would do this movement right okay. here, like this. So it's a, you do the the twirl, I guess. The twirl, yeah. And the, okay. yeah. You hold it one uh, steady with one it? finger and uh, and thumb, and the other one you twist it. Like, what is that? What is this? Yeah, so you you only hold the the first tip. Okay. The tip, and then what the so so this is the empanada, right? So you for, you hold the tip, and then you fold. Okay. Until you do the end. This just got really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> kind of crimping it together. You're crimping. Yeah, we're crimping. You're crimping and twisting like like. You you press and twist, press yep. and twist, press and twist. I don't think we're going to send you an empanada anymore because I think ours is going to not look good, very good at all. <laughs> I think you'll, you'll well, never I, let me into your country if we send you one. <laughs> well, that's that's how you can tell if you're if you're eating from from, from a real pro or right. or just somebody that is <laughs> doing his first empanada. You can say it, Jose, or me, <laughs> or Bobby or Tiffany. <laughs> Okay, no, but you'll see you, you you get you get decent with with practice pretty pretty quick. It so is that's a, the way to go. No, forget about the fork. All right, yeah, yeah. cool. Okay. All right, so we so we crimped, <laughs> we crimped, and now we stick it in the oven. How long do you do you have that part memorized, or do you just you kind of wing it? What do you? Yeah, that's no. You you always wing it. It's all it's a visual. You always wing it. it, it you, you just gotta check them. And eventually, because it depends on the on the temperature of the of the oven. If you're if you're doing a, for example, a a, a brick a brick oven, it's much higher temperatures. It's always the highest setting possible. You don't okay. It, it, it's it's always you go as high as you can get. Go it. high, okay. And then and then you put it on the on the on, on the oven, and then you watch. And you see how if, if if they get the 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 nice golden color up top, or they sort of bubble up and and, and burst, the, the the crust gets as as charred as you want it to be. And then when you see it cook through visually, then you take it out. And that's it. So I, see, I I knew you you're in luck. I, I knew quite a bit about the panas. <laughs> I had no clue we were going to get it the same time. <laughs> This just became a cooking podcast, and I I love it. I I don't dislike it. Uh, I think we just put together a pretty good recipe for a party, if anything, at least the empanada, or even if we all just the three of us try to make this exact same one. It's gonna we're gonna be in for some. I don't know. If, uh, I'm gonna be probably disappointed by how mine comes out, just because I'm not great at it yet. But hopefully, I'll learn a lot and perfect it, and one day we'll have something that I can send you airmail. Uh, to Mendoza. Just, just send, a, send a picture. A picture will oh, make yeah. me very happy. Yeah. <laughs> that we can handle. That we could do soon, I feel like. Uh, I'm excited about exactly. this party. Uh, do we have anything? Bobby, do you have any questions? 
Forze no. or anything? Any final thoughts, Thank Tiffany? Thank you for sharing us all the insight on empanadas <laughs> and the wine. No, yeah. Thank you, guys. It's been a, a great time. Really, you, you really uh, make some wonderful wines. We can't thank you enough for putting those out into the world and also now empanada recipes. So we're going to try these together. <laughs> we're going to post pictures. We're going to send it to you. And I, I still might even airmail you one anyway, even though you just said a picture. You're probably <laughs> no, still getting okay. one. <laughs> it's like, no, please, no. He's <laughs> not going to pass customs. But, uh, <laughs> but I was saying, yeah. Valpo, thanks so much for joining us today on What to Drink. And uh, we hope to see you soon. Thank you, guys. All right, cheers. Bye. If you love what to drink, would you please hit the follow button, give us five stars if your heart will allow it, and leave a review with any pairing or person you'd like to hear from in the future. Thanks for listening.